and the three bears were for grown men. <laughs> ah! Like, that's so true, I know. The Grateful Dead joints were for adults. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Furry, like, yeah, I know. That's true. Welcome back to the Mueller Report. This is episode three with your incredible hosts, aka the sexiest beige men in fashion. I am Noah Thomas, one half of the Mule Boys, and we are here with G and Delion, the other half of the Mule Boys. What is good? What's going on? How are you? How are you, man? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, just got back from a um, little world tour. So uh. I was in uh, Japan and Philippines for a little over a week. So a little bit jet lag, but not super. And what was this world tour about? What was it you were paying people for? <laughs> no, I'm, get, I'm, I'm preparing to get married in the Philippines next year. So we okay. were... Um, visiting a venue and um, meeting with like a planner and doing all that fun stuff. Had the tasting for the dinner, which is going to be crazy. But then we're doing something in New York in November for the homies. So this oh. one's going to be more family oriented. So that's going to be a movie. But you weren't like charging for Fit Picks? No, I was not. <laughs> I was getting them off though. <laughs> you feel me? You should have been charging people like five ninety nine for a flick. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> I was uh, spending too much on anime t-shirts. Oh my God, wait, how was that? I'm not even an anime head, but that still sounds very exciting. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. I found like this dude on Instagram, Chill Weeb, funniest name, but he just like has so many rare anime tees and like he has like a store in the middle of nowhere in Tokyo, which is wild. And are the tees like priced like I know what these are or is he yeah. blessing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some stuff that's like decent, but then there's some tees that are like really dope and I'm, he's like... Yeah, that's uh, you know, for you fifteen hundred dollars, and I'm like, oh, oh I'm my good. god, what? Like I'm that? Good. Whoa, I didn't expect that. But I was gonna say there is something attractive about an expensive T-shirt that's vintage. You know what I mean? That has some history to it. I will never forget. I still think about it when I was at ProSell. Shout out to ProSell, one of the best stores ever, right? And there was this Bjork shirt, and it was like four hundred bucks, and I was like, man, that was a lot. But I still yeah. think about it. And now, now it's probably like three k. I know. Now I'm like, man, it wasn't even that. That's still ridiculous. But for what it was, like, I'd wear that shirt forever. Yeah, for sure. Ah, it is what it is. But yes, welcome back. Anything that you noticed people wearing that we're not doing over here? Any any new trends? You know, the whole oversized thing is still pretty big over in Japan. I was really getting up on like that whole sort of minimal. Japan brands like Kamoli is a good one. Arts and Science has been doing it for a while. There's this, a sick one called Fresh Service. Mm. That's pretty new. They just did a collab with Actual Source Books. It's like a publisher slash like creative collab between these two creative directors. And they do pretty cool art books. But then they just did some pretty sick merch and clothing pieces with Fresh Service. And then there's like A-Press, which is, I guess, a pseudo- if you know, you know, Japanese brand that has like the sickest leathers and like club jackets that are pretty tight. Okay, nice. But now it's only right that we get into some of these topics. Of course, so, you know, fashion month for women or, you know, a lot of these integrated shows are walking down the runway, which we can get into. Exactly. A lot of integrated shows. We got to start with probably the biggest debut of this fashion week, mm-hmm. which is... uh Gucci under a new creative director, Sabato Di Sarnos. I hope that yep. I said that correctly. Man, it was his first show. And this is the first time we have seen a laid back Gucci since Frida Giannini. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A little bit of Tom Ford in there too. Yeah, Tom Ford as well, but that's what I mean. Like we haven't seen yeah. this crisp, very classic Gucci sense Frida because when she right. left kind of abruptly, right? She said she was leaving and then she kind of left a little earlier. Next thing you know, Alessandro had to get it popping a little earlier than he thought. But right. what a lot of people don't really realize is that Alessandro McKaylee was actually the uh, accessories designer for a long time. So he mm-hmm. definitely knew a thing or two around the company. And he also, for so long, had to somehow make the accessories stand out just as much as the coats and you know the ready-to-wear. So that's why he was so well-versed and so ornate with his design details when it came to like full-on clothes and everything like that, because his whole life was based around very intricate details so well yeah he has access to the archives too i mean well speaking of accessories right it's like during men's month uh, back in like june and then in january like in june there was like a small presentation gucci took over spazio maioki which is like i guess an offshoot of the slam jam crew but it's also a venue for a lot of fashion shows but they had i guess a little sneak preview into what sabato de sarno is gonna do a lot of canvas. It's the 70th anniversary of the 1953 horse bit, you know, the classic Gucci loafer. So they nice. did a whole crazy exhibition around that featuring artists, like shouts to Pitter Patter, the dude that does um, the desks with like the feet and like the yeah. stools. He did a whole like desk of like Gucci loafers, which was pretty tight. So, you know, they're celebrating the heritage of that timeless shoe. I can't believe it's 70. That's crazy. It also feels relatively young. I was going to say 70 sounds old, but it also sounds young yeah. at the same time. But what you think of the show? It's very wearable. The reviews were sort of mixed, talking about how like it seems very commercial. I think it's pretty straightforward. I think it fits into the sort of zeitgeist of just people looking at fashion and consuming it from like a perspective of stuff I'd want to wear kind of thing. Right. You know, again, it's like one of those things where you have to see it in person to have an appreciation for the craftsmanship and materials. Definitely. But also... I mean, we just have to look at the times. People don't have a lot of money to spend on some crazy ornate item, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have a lot of money. And if you do have any bit of, what is it? I don't even know what to call it. Just like, you know, income that you can have some fun with. You really need to make that purchase last and make sense because you just don't have as much of it as before because just where we are financially. So I think that's why fashion is getting into this groove. You know what I mean? Look, man, I was into it. I was into it. I thought it was clean. Gucci is one of those brands, too, where you can kind of do whatever. Like, having Gucci on an item is so precious that it's almost prettier when you do something that's simple and just has a Gucci on the jean or on, like, Mm -hmm. the heel strap or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I mean, a brand that's been doing that pretty well for, you know, multiple seasons now is, like, Bottega. Yes. Under Matthew Blasey. And I mean, that was definitely one of my favorites from the last Milan Fashion Week. Now that Paris is about to head underway, which is crazy. There's a lot of crazy stuff that's happened, like Balmain's collection getting straight up robbed from like a truck before. Full on robbed, dude. That's crazy. And there's so much work that goes into making those samples. I'm also curious, like, what do you do with that? You know what I mean? Like, who's inquiring for the stolen Balmain? spring summer 24 collection like where is that valuable i would love to know like what that's going to do on the black market (laughs) that's going to pop up at sotheby's like 20 years from now like yo this is (laughs) the lost collection yeah the lost collection 
I was about to tell a joke, but I shouldn't because that's a lot of people's hard work. And so, yeah, yeah, that's real, man. Yo, it's funny. Matthew Blazy, he's kind of like, you know, when Pikachu matures into like Raichu. <laughs> yeah, that's where he's taking this new Bottega, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. okay, when Bottega first got the new rebrand, it was really exciting. The ads were great. There was a whole new ethos. But then when Matthew kind of took over, he kind of just refined it a bit and turned mm-hmm. into Raichu. He Raichu'd right. the brand. Absolutely. I'm into that. Yeah. I always thought Raichu was For a cooler sure. looking character too. Let's Doesn't just be he real. he have an earring? Like he has like the Michael Jordan hoop <laughs> earring. It's kind of, kind, of, kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Icy. Iced out. And then I guess the other big show was Diesel, right? Shasta yep. Nikki. Shasta Glenn Martins, you know, the Y Project creative director who's also been in Diesel for a couple of seasons now doing his thing. I hate the term quiet luxury, but this is like the complete opposite of, of it in like a good way. Absolutely. For me, like very rarely, and I know that seems odd, but very rarely is there a perfect fit with a creative director and a brand. And this is one of them. I haven't seen a perfect fit since, I mean, to be honest with you, I thought that Ludovic at and Demula Meester would be a perfect fit, but yeah. that wasn't. Jeremy Scott at Moschino, perfect. For sure. Like perfect and and this kind of seems like that you know what i mean you know like diesel's always been sort of avant-garde in its own way and like kind of anti-mainstream sort of wanting to be a bit more forward and i think that's why like it fits because it sits squarely in like the iconoclast realm of fashion and he's pushing it and like it's still very youthful it's more youthful than it's been recently and there's like you know, a bit of like Jean-Paul Gaultier in it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause Y project of course did like that whole collaboration collection with like some of those classic sort of Trump away pieces. And it's cool to see like Glenn really infuse his DNA into the diesel mainline too. And I think, you know, it looks cool. I think it's one of the most underrated brands at the moment for sure. Even when he does yeah. like denim, like the flocking treatments that he gives it, this sort of like neo vintage, like it seems very like Gen Z and of, of the moment when it comes to like what young fashion is about right now. Definitely. And I mean, the brand recently has been ranking higher on the like most popular brands right now list. Mm-hmm. It's definitely been like getting higher in the last few years. So that's also exciting. And Diesel should be a brand that everyone should uh, be focusing on because. They are a brand that literally is a roller coaster, right? Yep. Along with brands like Gap and Calvin Klein that never seem to get it right or seem to get it right for a second. And then it kind of goes down again, it goes up again. And there's such a roller coaster. This is a brand that you should study because clearly they're tapping into the things that are actually making Diesel exciting. You know what I mean? Yeah, when sure. you look at those old ads and then when you see what Glenn is doing, it just, it all clicks together. It clicks. Yeah, shouts to Glenn. Shouts to Glenn. Glenn. You know, I'm definitely going to have on my diesel jeans, topless with a glass of whiskey while I watch. No tank. <laughs> while I watch one of the most legendary R&B singers of all time, somebody that I personally think Gian looks identical to, the one and only <laughs> Usher. <laughs> Usher. Shout out, shout out to Usher. You know what I mean? He's going to be the 58th halftime show performer that's gonna be crazy that's gonna be so good i wish it was cisco yeah <laughs> lil zane and cisco that'd be wild 
just to like perform the thong song on like one of the biggest primetime television events. <laughs> Maybe he'll bring him out because I know, you know, <laughs> Usher learned everything from Cisco. Yeah, for sure. Cisco is music. And they're from the DMV. You know what I mean? Be yeah. more all day. Let's go. Shout to Drew Hill. Let's bring Drew Hill back. You know, everybody's talking about the NSYNC reunion. We need the Drew Hill reunion. Wow. You know, if NSYNC knew it was good for him, they would hit them up and say, yo, pull up. Yeah, for real. That'd be like Baskin Robbins and uh, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is crazy because this is how you know you're getting old because it's like, yo, he's going to play everything from like, you make me wanna, you got it bad to like confessions and I'm going to be like, I'm old, I'm ancient. But he could have done this. When confessions came out, he could have done this. Yeah. But for so long, they were like doing that weird thing where it was like legends only because they thought that anyone young is just going to show their nipples because of Janet Jackson. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay-Z's been involved in like the Super Bowl halftime show. And to be honest with you, since he has been, it's been going crazy. It's been going crazy. You know? Everybody was like, what? Who wants to see Shakira and J-Lo? And that joint was fire. It was wild. It was fire. Then J Balvin came out and the new Jordans that no one's ever seen. Right. That was a vibe. I mean, the Rihanna joint was fire too, man. You kidding me? Legendary. So good. Legendary show. Exactly. The Dr. Dre show. Legendary show. Only 58 though. That seems like a small number to me. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like, I don't know, who, who performed at the first Super Bowl? I don't even know. You kidding me? Who was the first Super Bowl halftime show? Elvis? I was just about to say Elvis. (laughs) Elvis? I was literally just about to say Elvis. Let me see. I'm about to look it up. Elvis featuring the Beach Boys with a special appearance by like Conway Twitty. Oh. Um, Who was it? Let's see. Let's see. For many years, a halftime show was quite basic. Oh, it would simply feature a college marching band or two whack okay so the first so the first one was the university of arizona symphonic marching band lame cool though shout out to you guys i guess were they playing any migos covers yeah i was about to say man they didn't gloat up now they got usher yeah they got usher now but yeah shout out to that that's going to be such a vibe dude it's gonna be fire speaking of vibes though you know I, i i have a special affinity for blue nikes you know the jordan one royal even like the fragment colorway. So this next pair is a special pair for multiple reasons. I'm not a Dodgers guy. I'll be the first person to say that, but their team colors just hit and they look really good on the born and raised dunks. These SBs, obviously the story about relating to the memory of Sponto, RIP, and just everyone who actually ordered some of the uh, Sponto Forever collection from Born and Raised 2. I just got my pieces but great story here, you know, untimely passing of Chris Bonto Printup, the co-founder of Born and Raised. And so this is um, the On the Turf baseball Dodger Stadium inspired Dunk SB. And the colors just hit. It's white and blue, can't go wrong. But the details on it, like the, what they did with the eyelets at top and the sort of tribal inspiration on the upper, pretty sick. Yeah. And then like the in loving memory on the laces, yep. one block at a time. It's bittersweet, you know, they're beautiful. Yeah. But it's just like, man. To see that on the shoe. I mean, the baby pink alternate laces are also, those are going to go. Those yeah. are the underrated pick for me. Nah, these are really good. I mean, look, these are a must. If anyone here is a SB head, then yeah, these are definitely a must. 
Yeah, there's a couple of good SPs, man. I was like looking at, I think Bryce Wong, who's like a longtime SP designer. I think he just showed his last SB shoe and it is a BJJ inspired shoe with like judo inspired details on it and like that kind of like Sashiko kind of fabric. It's a collaboration with Albino and Preto. Okay. It's like a BJJ brand. They're sick. It's like tan with, you know, like a belt color system, talking about like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. The campaign's hilarious. It's sort of like mixing skateboarding and BJJ together, but they bodied it too. But I mean, you know, like the born and raised SBs also go. Yeah. Those are really good, of course, man. Rest in peace, Bonto. Shout out to his family. Also, another pair of SBs that I really love. I know some people probably are going to take my uh, fashion card away from me, but I don't care. I like those Powerpuff Girl ones. I think those are fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, you would. <laughs> They're kind of a vibe. Let's be honest, man. You, those are like the new Three Bears pack. Yeah, the Powerpuff Girl dunks go hard as well. So They're like, they come in out. three colors, right? Yeah, they come in three colors, man. You know, Bubbles, Spice, and uh, Buttercup. Bubbles, Buttercup, and Blossom. Yeah, that's what it is. I like the idea. I like the fact that they got the eyes on the back of the shoe. That's what's fire. I just feel like there's not enough color in them. You know what I mean? They're so monotone. But it's hard, though, because you don't want to go too kitschy to the point where it looks like they belong in, like, I don't know, a Cartoon Network store or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, well, you still want it to be a little tasteful. The Black Soul is also not my favorite. I think the Hello Kitty Nikes were so cute, too. I think that's the thing. is I don't think they're, like, cute enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm, okay. But then it's like, like, you can't get too cute with the Powerpuff Girl, because then it's going to just, like... But then it's just going to be like for toddlers or something. You know what I mean? Like it's not like who's going to want the cute. And the three bears were for grown men. <laughs> ah! like, That's so true. I know. The Grateful Dead joints were for adults. Yeah. You know what I'm furry, like, yeah. I know. That's true. The cactus plant flea market Grinch looking. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just think they could have leaned into it more. They could have punched the color up just like Ambush did with the new colorway of the uh, uptempo oh, yeah shout out to lows i love when a shoe comes out with a low version low tops forever mids yep. are nasty high tops are very hit or miss but i'm also short so i don't really touch Th- high tops are, too much yeah these are big joker vibes for sure very joker vibes lilac and green what i like too is like you know the only other time i remember there being the sort of up-tempo air on the side of a shoe. Still one of my favorite Air Forces is like the cactus plant ones. Yes. Those still go for me. But for me, what I love about these is the low top. It just, it automatically makes it work for a trouser. I think that's what I love about it. You know what I mean? Right. Because are you comfortable wearing a high top shoe and then having a pan over it as if it's a low top, knowing that when you lift your pan up, there's just so much more shoe to be seen? I mean, I guess it depends on the shoe, but what works for these is that like it's very in line with like the whole chunky skate silhouette and the mm-hmm. up tempo works for that because it's got like that monster sole. Yeah, these look like raver sneakers, honestly. Very reminiscent to like Osiris. Yeah, you need like pants that you can hear coming from like a mile away. Yeah. And that are just almost eating up the entire shoe. Yeah, these are really good. These are a must. You gotta wear these with, you know, like all black or something though. Maybe yeah. like all, all navy. You got to be really calm. These have to be the loudest thing on. Do all metal, like all metallic nylon too. Yeah, that's true. Just go full freaky with it. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to those. Those are really nice. You could wear it with the new Palace collection. Oh, Speaking of getting freaky with it. 
they got like all the Indian deities on like a crazy watercolor, which yeah. is wild. Palace has some pieces in this. Palace is a very interesting brand. Yeah. I think they've figured it out because they have kind of stayed on the same level. You know what I mean? Like they've yeah. just been kind of cruising. They haven't really done anything to really elevate them, but they also have not done anything to decline there. Well, they got that Carhartt Whip collab. They did the Ralph collab. That's what I'm saying. They know what they want to do. They understand that like there's a lot of brands out there, but they know what makes them special. They got that Polar Bear Cub soccer jersey that I might need. Definitely need. Also, shout out to the Napoli-inspired rugby Oh, yeah. Superfly. And shout out to uh, Giorgio Armani. For those that don't know, he has his active brand, which is E47, I believe. And Mm -hmm. he's making the Napoli jerseys like in real life. That's crazy. Which is so fly for him to jump into that sector of the business. Like, what a dream. Palace always has some like sleeper pieces, though. Because, I mean, there was the Spice Girls tee from last collection. That was pretty fire. And then there was like the their Barracuda collab. They did like the... Gore-Tex G9, which is pretty sick too. Yeah, my favorite pieces here though, to be honest with you, are the accessories. I like the two hats. They have a beanie with like cute bear ears. I love how cute headwear is getting. You know what I mean? Like over the years, headwear has been gotten very loud. I also see they have like a puffer down jacket beanie though. That's really fly as well. So those are probably my two favorite pieces. They got the Jansport collab and like the Palace Ikea bag too. I can't. That's amazing. They're bringing back Jansport. All right. Shout out to Jansport. I can't do a backpack. Oh man, that should have been the question of the week. (laughs) At what age do you stop wearing backpacks? It can be. Not too late to pivot. (laughs) Not too late to pivot, dude. Like, honestly, because that's a really good question. I vote after high school, it's over. Personally. A backpack? Yeah. Kanye made it cool for a second, but like, if you didn't have the cool Louis bag like him, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Is the Jansport a flex? Like, no. I think it depends, right? Because I mean, like, there's instances like if you're at an airport, definitely not like in like a city setting. I still have a Visvin backpack that I use sometimes. But like, if you're going to be outdoors, then yes, it makes sense. Or if you're going to like be in a situation with like prolonged traveling with your shit i think it's okay to use a backpack so pretty much what you're saying is if you're hiking or if you sell weed off your bike yeah exactly (laughs) that's it i think what we can agree on is the backpack (laughs) is like never like a flex you know what i mean never like you can never be like yo what's up with a backpack on it's just i don't know that moment died like it was a thing like when Kanye was doing the custom Louis joints in the go yard backpack, like it was like, whoa, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, it's fair to say that there's a point in your 20s when people stop saying, oh, nice backpack. <laughs> That's when you sort of like <laughs> need to reevaluate your bag accessory situation. Cause I get a lot of comments on like tote bags, right? I have like a Prada tote that I'll carry around. People are like, oh, I'm looking for something like that. Or like, you know, you'll see like the LL Bean tote bags that I still swear by. That's like my carry on in addition to like a roller bag is like the LL Bean bag that I just like stuff full of whatever. And it's still like classically chic. I mean, the fact that like 
Andre Leon Talley had like several L.L. Bean tote bags yeah. that were embroidered with his initials and just different stuff that just puts it in like the Hall of Fame of like chicness, but at the same time, very accessible. Yes. But the main thing is it didn't go on his back. There was no Janthboard backpacks in the ALT archive sale. Look, after high school, call it quits. To be fair, there might have been a couple like genuine like crocodile or like snakeskin or ostrich like Hermes or like Prada joints, but... Oh my God, I remember when the Olsen twins, you remember when they did their row bag? That was like 50,000? Yeah. I remember that. There were some things, like that's what, like there were some things I remember when... um. Pharrell, he had like his Goyard back. But like there was definitely a moment where like Raph Simmons, East Pack, like there was a moment. You know, I, st- I still got those. You, you know, know, undercover East Pack collabs too. Chris Van Ash, East Pack. Like yeah. I remember that. I remember that. But yeah, I still stand on what I stand on. I mean, the Elite Sling Bag too. That had a moment. Sling though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. one sleeve is different. One True. sleeve. All right, but now it's only right that we get into the Mueller report. But watch. But watch. <laughs> the, 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 the Mueller report, tentatively called But Watch. Let us know what name you prefer. Yeah, let us know. Please, we definitely need something else with better exactly. SEO. Big week for Crocs. Big week for Crocs. Simone Rocha. Oh my God. Yeah, one of the hardest designers in the game right now, to be honest. She just launched men's like a season ago. It's, it's really good. It's really good. It's going crazy. It's selling more than I thought it would sell. But, yep. you know, I guess there are a lot of, you know, dudes that are trying to be bejeweled up. Men are loving pearls, man. You know what I mean? But what I love about these. We're out here getting precious. That's all. <laughs> They're clear, but, though. These Crocs are gorgeous and a beyond must. So shout out to the Crocs team. Shout out yep. to Simone Rocha. They're on the Mule Boys Instagram account. That might be the only place you can find them right now because looking up Simone Rocha Crocs, they're a little hard to find. I'm going to assume somebody got in trouble and posted these and they weren't supposed to. I'm not yeah. quite sure what happened there. They might have been on the runway. They're still on our site though. No one's hit us yeah. up about it. And if someone has hit us up about it, we didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know, we know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, we know what you're talking about. And it's AI. It's not real. Yeah fake news they're probably coming out for spring so like next february i would say earliest based on the cadence we did talk about these next crocs before but this is like the more mainstream version that already sold out levi's and crocs came together for like three different silhouettes we were talking about the proletariat ones made of like genuine burrow denim these are like burrow inspired denim but still just just as fire my favorite are like the all-terrain clogs with like the washed denim with that crazy embroidery detail on it. And the fact that they used like the Levi's silver button as like the side button on the. All three of them are good though, to be honest. Like I even like the tie dye ones, the ones that have yeah. no denim on them and just kind of have that kind of feel of a, you know, like a wash with the rivets. Yeah. I never say it correctly. I always want to say gibbets, ribbits, gibbets. They do have gibbets though. They have like turquoise gibbets. Which is These crazy. Really good. I guess they're like pin gibbets, pivots, but they got like the koi fish, the feather. It seemed like Angelo would like these. Oh, 100%. <laughs> right? Like, this is Angelo's energy right here. Yeah, I bang with these all day. Yeah, they're these good. Are super sick, man. Speaking of like high low collabs, Elder Statesman, one of our favorite brands. I know 
you bang with Elder Statesman for sure. One of the best. They have two versions of the UGG collab they just released or about to release. They have a mid top version of like that boot. My favorite though is like they did like that molded shoe with a cashmere sock liner. Dude, let me tell you something. The Elder Statesman is success. They are success. Also, shout out to the UGG team. Shout out to the New Balance team. Shout out to the McDonald's team. Those three teams, I say in the last, what, three, four years, have really changed. Like, complete 180. When I really think about it, like where UGG was, the collaborations that they've been doing in the last like two, three years have been so good. Crazy from the good. Y project, like just incredible things from the Telfar, like legendary. So shout out to the teams all across the board. New Balance too, man. Like New Balance always had a cool pair of sneakers that were only exclusive <laughs> purple label, like Japan release that you just saw on like your favorite sites and were like, okay, well, I'm never getting those. You know what I mean? But now f- GRs are hitting, man. Like the 2002 R fags. That's what I'm saying. And the way that they collaborate too, like they really hit the right people. Oh, that Teddy collab, the Made in USA line, the colorways are just so perfect. That one, the Action Bronson is crazy. The Joe Fresh Goods are always beyond hitters. Banging. They're on one. All right, but back to, we got two more. This one's not necessarily a mule, but we'll give it a pass. It's the Stofa. Shouts to Egyesh and Nick. They launched their own footwear line. They have like this slip-on like a house shoe basically but it's just super luxe it's like under a g it's like 650 which is expensive still but they use like this natural like rubber sole they also got like this crazy like lace-up version that's a kind of like bodie-esque which you know i definitely need to add to my collection but they also have like a low top sneaker too it's just it's super luxe it fits the vibe of just like really understated high quality gear Mm -hmm. really well these are the type of things that you wear for the rest of your life. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. And these are the kind of things that like the minute you body them, you just get another pair. Yeah. I mean, the black leather is good, but like, it's definitely like the taupe suede that like is the best color. It's the best color. The chocolate suede is nice too, but that taupe just hits. Now nah, these are beautiful. These are definitely a must. And these are definitely getting a pass. So no one come to us and be like, hey, are these a mule? Look, we make excuses for those that we want to make excuses for, okay? There is no rule book. There is no rule book. Straight up. They're a comfort shoe. They count. Exactly. These next ones are definitely in the clog camp too, but Merrill won TRL. It's like Merrill's more like experimental line they've collaborated with reese cooper before he made like these sick water shoes like they're taking the hydro mock mm. and then he just redid their like hydro mock like cage essentially like a looks like a tom Sachs type shoe that you know was sort of made from spare parts around like the factory and that's like a great look though and reese killed it with these with like the lace that like runs through it the hydro mock at cage i think is what it's called and they're good it's really good Shout out to Reese, man. He's really found his lane, which is super nice. And I know that we're on mules right now, but this whole collection is fire because even, you know, if you look at all the shoes, the full-on lace-up sneaker, that peanut butter with that bright orange, oh my God. So yeah, shout out to Reese Cooper. The Hydro Mocks are insane. Those are definitely a need. Those are like a need around the house too since it's like getting cold now. I'd wear this around the house with some socks. Easy. Easy. 
People yep. sleep on your inside fits. Facts. <laughs> no days off, you know? Absolutely. Can't be caught slipping. Facts. So we would normally do muling it over now, but I think we decided to call an audible and change that into that backpack convo so we can skip that part and just get straight to the item of the week. Yes. What's your item of the week? Man, what is my item of the week? To be honest with you, I am becoming obsessed with the real real because they have such an incredible jewelry collection and I have such an affinity for jewelry. So right now I am between a beautiful pair of yellow gold heart <laughs> Tiffany earrings that I am obsessed with. That's where my mindset is right now. Hashtag precious boys. Precious boys, man. Jewelry boys. That might be the title of the episode is precious boys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like invest in things that are going to last forever that will automatically become heirlooms. Mm -hmm. That's kind of just where my mind's been. If I have any kind of income that I can spend on something that, you know, it's a little bit of a treat yourself situation. It's hard not to want to make it count. And what counts more than jewelry? In my mind, that just nothing beats it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, good shoe. Yeah, good jacket. But does it really beat this bracelet? Right, right. You know what I mean? So that's just kind of where my mind is. What about you, though? What's your item of the week? My item of the week, man, I was talking about vintage anime t-shirts earlier. So when I was in Japan, I copped a perfect blue t-shirt from Chill Weeb that it's a bootleg. So it's pretty sick. I mean, I copped so many. Nice. Like I got like an Evangelion t-shirt that was a collaboration with like Uck Coffee. And it was like a, I guess, some sort of promo tee. So it was all the characters from the anime Neon Genesis Evangelion and they're drinking iced coffee. And I'm like, that's extremely my mood. But then, you know, Perfect Blue, really cult, super messed up anime film by Satoshi Kon. And it's like a movie tee. And it's just like when I wear it, people who know, they're like, yeah, that's that's a good t-shirt. So that's definitely my item of the week. Sick. All right. So as a non-anime head, right? Mm-hmm. I would like to ask, have you seen the One Piece live action? I have. It's good. I'm not that big of a One Piece fan though i also watched the cowboy bebop live action which i thought was okay you know but Mm. the one piece live action is miles better than the cowboy bebop one i think having the involvement of like the original mangaka in the show and like having an understanding of like why the characters are as great as they are they capture the spirit of what makes the anime really well and they translate that into live action and i think that's just because you know they got the dude fully involved it's always hard right i was gonna say like has anyone really done it well like whoa this is a really yeah. good live action anime movie tv show i mean you know detective pikachu wasn't terrible i actually heard that was legend loki yeah. okay good. i heard it that was, was really good actually that one was good but yeah the one piece live action i thought was pretty great i mean there's also been like some japanese adaptations of like anime films that and anime properties that translate super well like the Death Note adaptation was like not good. You know, if someone were to make like a live action like Gundam movie, I feel like they could do it really well with, mm. you know, the technology at hand now for sure. Okay. But yeah. I've actually been into like a Hideaki Anno who did um, Evangelion. He's been directing a lot of like the new takes of like Japanese characters. So he did like the new Ultraman movie. He did the new Godzilla movie. He just released the new um, Kamen Rider film and they're all pretty good. Respect. As long as they're getting it done and not botting it. 
because if sure. they body it, well, then you're going to have to nitpick it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. And we don't want to nitpick, but sometimes we have to nitpick. Well, you always have a nitpick. I do have a nitpick. What is it this week? So before we get out of here, I've got to do another nitpick. And this is, uh, let's stop pushing society to dress so casually. Mm. And this is what got me thinking about this, right? right? One, I'm thinking about, okay, I now need a suit for your wedding party, right? Yeah, black tie. But I also need suits just for life. And as right. I get older, my style is also just evolving and I'm becoming more, I mean, I've always been a trouser guy. I've never really been a jean dude, but it's been like trouser, sneaker, t-shirt. Now it's becoming, I want button downs. I want, you know, loafers, just things of that nature, right? And I'm just thinking about how certain arts are dying as the world progresses. We're just losing these craftsmanship skills, these artisanal skills. Mm. And so it's like, are there going to be tailors in the future? Like, how is this going to work? Like, and also are suits going to be what we know them to be? Because when you look at fashion today and when you go into stores, suits are all like weird Jersey stretch, this kind of hybrid waistband elastic. And it's just like, man, why can't we force us to do better? I would love to see children care about tailors. I would love for tailors to be like, I don't know what's going on, but so many kids just keep coming in. They they all of a sudden just want their pants altered. And I just want there to be a renaissance. So I just would love yeah. for us to push as a society because we have more power than we think. If we wanted to make people's attention span longer, we could do that. If we wanted for people to think that being an intellectual is sexy again, we could do that. We could push society where we wanted to go. So this Fact. is something we need to push. Let's calm down with the casual dressing because it's getting out of hand now. It's becoming a little out of hand. I mean, you know, I got my made-to-measure Tom Brown suits ready. So Talk to him. Talk to him. Let's do it. All right. We're going to lead the charge. <laughs> We're going to lead yeah. the charge. That's all I got. You should get some made-to-measure Tom Brown. It, it would just fit you. It looks shrunken on me because that's how it's supposed to look. But on you, you'd just be like, yo, these proportions are like perfect. He's cutting. He's tailoring for like me. Yeah, can I get the double XL? But Tom Brown fits so tight that like, what is someone who's like 6'3"? Like, what size do they get? How many X's? <laughs> it's numbered, so they probably start with like a five. Like, Jesus. LeBron wears Tom Brown. You know, there was the whole time when like him and like the whole heat He, he looked like, good. Fitted. They look great. He looked good. Really he good. looked like he couldn't sit, though. Oh, he could. He looked like he couldn't sneeze. <laughs> But he could. That's the beauty of great tailoring is, you know, you can actually move in it. Shout out to Tom Brown. I met him on an airplane once in LaGuardia on our way to Art Basel. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's cool. Nice guy. Super nice guy. All right. That is all we have for this week. We will see you in, not next week, but the following week. Make sure that you like this podcast save it on your favorite podcast app save it three times save it three times tell a friend to tell a friend post about it definitely follow mule boys leave a review all the things we appreciate the all support. of them shout out to g and de Leon. thanks for doing this once again shout out to our producer sonia mana lily without her we would be nothing we'd be talking to each other on a facetime not recording Exactly. Two sad turds. Just screaming. (laughs) Looking like two losers. Two sad turds. That's the episode title. (laughs) Two sad turds. 
Yeah, Sonia, Sonia is our backbone. All right. Max. Well, that's it, guys. Peace. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>